Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about testing in production. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, do you think that tests should run on the production system as well as the QA environment from time to time? Yes, uh, I think so. Well, it really depends on how confident you are in your QA environment. So something that I like to say is that a QA environment is a very useful tool that you can have for manual testing or things of that nature. As long as you can trust that the QA, QA environment is production-like or almost identical to production. Because the thing that happens is usually that you create something that is a test environment, but then when you come to like really when it's time to, when it comes to releasing to production people still feel sort of scared of releasing into production because the QA and, and QA environment doesn't really represent production and so what I try to do and preach for in my teams is to get to a point where you have no fear of releasing into production because mo uh, the tests are running production you are guaranteed that anything you have done in your development process or like the way when you release there is there is no risk because the you would have to have some type of very specific catastrophic event to happen but on an average day it's like nothing to you and the reason why I find that is to, to be more useful is because it's such a cost to keep a production a, a parallel environment running with uh, and still keep them to keep them as good representatives of each other, if that makes sense. Because if the production system has anything, like any other systems like metrics or third-party integrations or anything thing like that, then that is a surface for which the QA environment needs to have a representation of as well. In a high integration system, it's practically impossible for you to, to have a QA environment. Because the reality is that all the other downstream or upstream systems from your system, they are going to have to have test environments for you, like QA environments or something like that. And they're going to have to have test data if you're pulling data from somebody else or stuff like that. There's all these sorts of complexities that come with you having the concept of a test situation and a real situation. And there are no silver bullets here because there are downsides of running things in production as well. Because an example would be if you're running tests in production, well, if you're writing things like creating accounts or placing orders or something like that, these are things that are actually happening. So now you have to deal with the fallout of creating fake data and metrics such as like, you know, if you do Google Analytics or something like that, it's always something that you have to consider as well because you're actually simulating a user. Now, the way that I usually handle this is that, as I said, if I own everything, if I have like this small little monolithic application, I have my just like a small simple database, there are really no third-party integrations or anything like that, then a QA environment makes a lot of sense and you don't really have to run things in production or like you run your end-to-end test towards production. But when you are in that situation, what I usually do is that we simply run on a job. Like, I actually do that these days as well. We have a system that uh, has, I think, the tests run every four hours or four times a day or something like that. We could run it more than that, but it's just a job that runs through all the features that we have 
on the application just continuously and then in our case it's basically only write uh, read operations so we don't have to think so much about persistence problems and like data pollution but one thing that we do have to think about is like analytics because our product owners and so forth I mean they are getting pings or they, they get pings to Google Analytics from the bots going to the site and clicking and so forth but as I've told the product owners this is usually not a problem because you can simply configure analytics and metric systems to just say hey anything that comes from the IP address of this bot because we usually have a, f a range of boxes that are going to go and do the job right uh, just exclude those things from the report so you still because even that even the getting the metrics from the bot is useful because it tells you that the metrics are actually being gathered so if you filter them from the quote-unquote real reports you can still verify that if you add more metrics that those things are actually working because the bot is now going there and doing the ex executing the operation and you're actually getting metrics because that's also something that happens sometimes like the the PO goes to the team and says I'm not seeing anybody using the feature and you go well that's probably because nobody's using the feature oh but maybe the metric you know we expect this to be used maybe you, you have to double check so that you know people are actually using it and like that the metrics isn't broken I go well they could be using a blocker like an ad blocker and then the PO goes what yeah didn't you know that that's what they're one of the things that they're there for so if you think that you can tell exactly like down to the person of who's using the site then you're kidding yourself it's about volume you get a rough ballpark number uh, oh can you like stop them from having ad blockers and then you have that whole conversation anywho so what I want you to take away from this is that the uh, well the long and short of it is that yes I think that you should run your test against production every now and then. The thing about that though is that as I said if you have a QA environment that is very secure or very like it's basically production then you don't really have to do it because it's really I mean due to the gut feeling check if you feel like yeah no I'm, I'm not scared if I if it worked in that environment I'm not scared at all that it's gonna not work in the other environment then you don't really have to do it uh, but on the other hand if you do have a lot of integrations and a lot of inconsistencies between these two environments then I think that you should just just do the thing that I've done kill off the QA environment it feels no value because now it's just a cost that you use and usually the software developers like you I mean anything if, if there's, there's such inconsistencies between the two then anything that the developers are doing locally will do to validate the functionality and then do the rest of the testing in production and the way that I usually do testing in production is with feature flags rollbacks things like that uh, and when it comes to data persistence like if it's analytics and so forth we filter from like the the bots are usually pinging from some specific IP address you can add some headers or something that they can filter out on so they don't mess up the the statistics or the metrics and then when it comes to persisting records that's a more complicated matter but it basically comes down to that you have to know when a record is if you want to if you're writing through your own database it's actually it's pretty simple you simply have to know that the client that connects is the test client and then you add uh, like a extra field or something like that stating that this thing here should be removed after the test run and then you can go and clean up the records after you're done with them and in some cases if it's a third party integration or things like that uh, where you don't want to actually do the requests themselves well 
if that is the case, then you simply don't do those external calls. It's a little bit trickier, but I've always found that if you do this correctly, it's a very, very good uh, setup and it gives a lot of confidence because now you can actually continuously run things in production and get alerted as soon as something happens as opposed to, you know, when someone finds the problem, which is a big benefit for those of us who use uh, who build systems that might have features that are not used like every single minute. When you don't have a lot of users, for example, it's very difficult to get the sort of quantity so you feel confident in that you will actually know that something is broken. Sometimes you might have a hidden bug or a snake in the grass that is in production for the longest time and you only find out after a month because that's the time someone actually used the feature. So. Think about it. Have a great day.